Hello and welcome to Reality Speaks. I'm your host, Jake and Orton, and this is the podcast where we talk about things. What does the Bible really say? What's really going on in this world? How should we as Christians really be living in this modern world? Well, this month we are going through a little short series talking about uh, that first question I asked, what does the Bible really say? And kind of just talking about ways that we can improve our relationship with the Word of God, the Bible. And, And, well, the Bible at its core is a book. And what do you do with a book? You're supposed to read it. That, that's the way our relationships with books work. And it's really hard to talk about. It's really hard to have an opinion on a book that you have never read. And as Christians, we are claiming to be people who believe the things that Jesus said. That's where the word Christ part of the word Christian comes in is we believe the words that Jesus said and the only way to know the words that Jesus said is to read them. I mean you can hear them secondhand through a preacher, you can hear them online, you can decide that the words spoken in uh, various movies about the life of Jesus are 100% accurate and just quote the version heard in the Passion of the Christ or the Chosen or some other variation out there in the world you can come up with that and you can believe uh the veggie tales version or whatever but the best way is to just read the book and today we're talking with someone about reading the book so if you listen we are going to dive right in to our discussion of why bible reading matters So, start every podcast off saying, uh, well, I have this question. What does the Bible really say? And over the course of this next month, we are talking through that. I think I have one more lesson episode on this that I plan on doing, talking about uh, ways to use the Bible in our Christian life. Uh, But something about the Bible, and uh, in a way, it applies to several books in this world. Um, I have seen all kinds of memes on the internet uh, to the point where I know a good chunk about the Harry Potter books a chunk about the Lord of the Rings books. Uh, but everything I know comes from stuff other people have said because I have never read those books. So take all my opinions on those books with a grain of salt. In the same sense, unless you have actually read the Bible, it's really hard to say anything about it. 
There's a funny thing about it. I've actually heard this said, and it may indeed be true. More atheists have read the Bible than Christians. Because and and they have are able to say things that Christians don't know about the book that really trip them up because they've never read the book. So it's really hard to form an opinion on something that you've never read before. And on that topic, today we're talking about Bible reading, and I have with me someone who has hammered down over and over again, as long as I can remember, the vast importance of actually reading your Bible. And not just reading it, but reading it every single day and every single year, actually working your way all the way through the book from cover to cover. Because of that, the very first time I read my Bible through cover to cover, I was 11, 12 years old. So I have with me my dad, my pastor, and he's going to talk to us today about reading our Bible. So I'm just going to start off with this question. When did you first read your Bible all the way through? Well, I figured you'd be asking me that, so I kind of made myself some notes. <laughs> so... I never liked reading when I was younger. Um, couldn't believe I got through school sometimes because I just didn't read. Um, but whenever um, if I've been in church all my life, well, been in the church all my life, not in church. Feel the Holy Ghost at nine. But in 1987, when I was 16 years old, I renewed myself back to God. And I thought it would be a good time to, you know, start reading the Bible. That's 1987, the senior in high school. And um, so mom got me a, a Bible. I still got it. Matter of fact, it's at work. I keep it at work. So I've had it since 1987. But um, so I thought I'm going to read through the Bible. My grandmother always told me. Uh, my mom's mom said, good place to start is John. So I started in the book of John and read through John. Then I backed up, read the Gospels. Then I back, then I finished up the New Testament. Then finished up most the Old Testament and got stuck where so many people get stuck. Yeah. But I kept the little Bible tab in, in my Bible so I didn't lose my place. So I'd read it off and on every once in a while. And then when we got married in 93, then finally in 1996, accepted my call to preach. And just so I can be the same year you were born. So this yeah. is why you don't remember some of this. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I thought, you know what? If I'm going to preach, I probably need to make sure I've read through the Bible. You'd be astounded at preachers I've asked. Have you ever read through your Bible? Oh, I'm sure I have. But they couldn't tell me they had. Yeah. And, but anyway, so I, I finished up reading it um, in 1996. And to be honest, I, I still struggled. You know, I didn't, I can't tell you that I read every day, even though I was preaching. Most of my reading came when it was time to preach or I was, I was always taught Sunday school. Yeah. And then in 2003, my pastor 
my brother-in-law at the time, Monty Fuller, wanted me to be Sunday school superintendent. And I got introduced to the bread program because that's what Sunday school does. It, promote, it promotes the bread program. If you don't know what that is, it's Bible reading enriches any day. And so I began to promote that in 2003. And I also, at the same time, found this quote by John Quincy Adams. And it profoundly changed my world and my life. These two things at the same time. The uh, Bible reading enriches any day. And I started pushing it. But I found this quote. And I'm actually not going to give you the quote. I'm, I want to read a little more of it. Because the quote is a part of a letter that he sent his son. So John Quincy Adams, I think, second president of the United States. In 1811, he wrote to his son. He said, great is my veneration. Is that how you say that word? Yeah, sounds okay. right. All right. <laughs> Now, Cheryl's in here. She tells so. Praise my veneration of the Bible, and so strong my belief that when duly read and meditated on, it is of all books in the world that which contributes most to make men good, wise, and happy. That the earlier my children begin to read it, the more steadily they pursue the practice and reading it throughout their lives, the more lively and confident will be my hope that they will prove useful citizens of the country, respectable members of society, and a real blessing to their parents. And then this last part is a quote that I read that profoundly changed my world. I have myself for many years made a practice to read through the Bible every year. My custom is to read four to five chapters every month, every morning, immediately after rising from my from my bed. When I read that, there was a preacher that I had heard had read it 60 times in one time, Willard Walls. Mm -hmm. uh, he was pastoring a church between Dawson and Princeton. And I thought, you know, I can do that. I can take 15 minutes of my day and I can read it every day. I'm going to do this the rest of my life. So since 2003, that's what I've been doing. Yeah. And just made the decision. Absolutely. Yeah. And in a way, Kind of reminds me of the atomic habits concept, which is small changes creating big results. Um, and I've actually, and uh, since then, uh, one thing that I find so interesting you, you said you were keeping your little tabs, and what you told me uh, when I was younger was just keep with the one, even if it takes you more than a year. Yeah. Uh, and when, I don't remember exactly when I started that one in particular that I read through the first time. Uh, I thinking I might have been nine years old when I started and finally finished at twelve because I was reading about one chapter a day. Yeah. <laughs> and and was, that's what they have actually for the kids. Yeah, it's, it's one, one chapter, chapter a day, and technically it's not actually finishing the whole thing. Yeah, but, that's not for the kids. But I was like, I'm gonna go ahead and just I, I went through the whole thing and. What I have found so often, and I've bumped into this several times, I have not done it every year since then. Um, but uh, over the past few years, I actually started doing it more, uh, keeping up with it slightly better. But uh, yeah, that, that, that was where I started with mine, and it took me a few years to do it. And it, But what I found is exactly what you said. You get to that spot... Roughly somewhere around the second half of Exodus. Yeah. 
and you bump into <laughs> the details of building of stuff, tabernacle, and lists of names. And yeah. <laughs> I think it was Brother Rodney Shaw say, I heard say one time preaching, he was talking about the Word of God, and he said, how many times can we read Genesis every year? <laughs> yeah. And, and it, it, it is a struggle, and it's something that I like where – uh, if you do this new stuff that they have coming out, they've got the different ones where you are changing up the way you read, changing the order that you read it in, and it just it provides a different perspective with it. Yeah, it, it really does. And I'm not going to tell you that it was by no means a cakewalk when I first started doing it. I didn't like to read. Honestly, yeah. didn't. Now I love to read, and I, I really wish I had more time to read. And and to me, it's not the fact that I feel like somebody has to read their Bible through every year. I just know, like for me, if I have that chart, it's easy It's easy for me to check that box. Oh, I've got it done. Keep up with it. Now, I know the danger of that is if it's, you're just doing a check a box, that's not doing you no good. Yeah. You need to, you know, the Word of God, it needs to be read for more than just trying to finish it every year. And this is something that I think comes back to uh, some of that stuff I was talking about with Bible quizzing last time. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned it during the Bible quizzing thing, but I I, I remember that story of uh, Brother Josh Carson talking about practicing Bible quizzing with his son. And he'd got, he got to the, through this one verse and he said, we're just trying to get through the verses. And he said, and as a parent trying to, you're just sitting there, you're just, I want to get this done. I want to get this done. And the kid and he, his son said, dad, I don't get it. And he said, no, you got it. You got it right. He's like, no, but I don't get it. Yeah. And, and he's like, you got to actually apply it. And yeah. uh, it's because I know even though I have done better at working through it, that there's those warnings where you're just, I don't have a clue what I just read. <laughs> I've done that. Then go back and read it again. And then to be honest, I've done it. And well, I'm not sure what I read, but I have read it before. So I'll check my mark and go off. <laughs> yeah. It's like words. I'm not sure they're processing, but I'm just scrolling on my phone on the app or I'm flipping through the page. And I'm like, I'm not even sure if I've, read that whole thing or not I scanned the page so many times but got yeah. through it um so how is it what what is there some way that you have found that makes it easier to survive through those chapters that are more difficult to read <laughs> well number 1 i think you just you I guess it's like a lot of things in life, um, as far as Christianity, period, being born again, whatever. It can't be something that you do. I mean, is that the way I want to say it? Let me say it this way. It has to become a lifestyle. Yeah. And if you know that every day that reading your Bible is just a part of your lifestyle that you're living, then it changes the whole concept of it. Because I struggled a lot of times. Um, I remember <clears throat> one particular year, I struggled. Before I know it, I found myself a year behind in my daily Bible reading. And the reason why is because I didn't read it daily. Mm -hmm. So next thing you know, you you miss a day. 
you don't read, and then it makes it easier to miss another day. And before you know it, you're, you know, it's been a few weeks. You've not read your Bible. It's been a month. Or, oh, I'll just read a few verses, whatever. And I found myself behind. I remember one Sunday when he was heading to church. Supposed to be honoring all those who'd read their Bible that year. And Cheryl had gotten really far behind. And on the way to church, she was finishing up her Bible reading. <laughs> now, I struggled and I'd done a lot of that issue. But I don't know what, why. I don't know why. But one day I'd done something that totally and completely, radically changed my life. Not just my Bible reading. It just changed my life, period. Mm-hmm. And that was, it was long the time that social media became really popular. The phones, the smartphones became very popular. Yeah. So you got a computer in your hand. And what I found is one day I got really, really convicted. I had spent enough time on social media and sports being used, you know, reading about sports um, events. And as a diehard University of Kentucky Wildcat fan, I, I am not no more. I decided to let that go by the wayside. But anyway, and I realized one day I'm spending all this time doing this stuff. And I'm letting my Bible reading go. Yeah. And even at that time, even prayer. So I made a commitment. And that was to every day. I don't look at social media. I don't look at any paper. At that time, we had the paper. And we don't have the paper no more. Everything's online. But don't look at anything news related. Um, anything like that until I have read my daily reading. Whatever that may be, you know. And I've also have certain things that I'm going to pray about and pray for. And if I don't do that, if I don't get that in, then I will sometime during the day. But if I don't do it first thing, then it's really later in the day. You know, but I'm going to do that before I do that other stuff. And once I've done that, it changed my life. And now then, I never struggle to get done reading my Bible. I cannot name the last time that I did not read my Bible in a day. Or that I've not prayed because I made that simple commitment. And I know it's a long answer to your question, yeah. but the answer to that is I made a commitment that I'm going to read it even in the hard days of reading. It's just like being married. You make the commitment. This is what you're doing. You're making a commitment that I'm going to read my Bible every day. Yeah. Because it's important, just as I'm going to stay, I'm going to, I'm going to stay. I don't like her today, but I married her and I'm planning on staying with her. Yeah. You know, the day she don't like me, that happens. You know, I made a commitment. I don't like what I'm reading today. This is boring. It's driving me crazy. But I'm committed to it. And I'm gonna read it. Yeah. It's commitment, I guess, is the Yeah. Uh it reminds me of this quote. I had to search it while you was talking there. Uh and it really is reminding me of the uh, atomic habit mm-hmm. stuff in in many ways. He's got this quote, every action that you take is a vote for the type of person you wish to become. Yeah. No single instance will transform your beliefs, but as the votes build up, so does the evidence of your new identity. He says, I am, it's not that I, um, it's not that I want to do this. He said, no, you have to say, I am a person who reads my Bible every day. Yeah. And and that's, that's what I've done. 
and and he talks about what doesn't line up with that. Well, what doesn't line up with that is that a person who reads their Bible every day wouldn't make wouldn't be looking at this before they look at this. And because we've all been there, and yeah. and since then, I'm not going to tell you that I've kept to that every day of my life. Yeah, but I would say ninety. Five to ninety-eight percent of the time, that's what I do. Not the only thing in general that I'll ever look at when I get up and go in the morning. First thing before I read my Bible, I look at the weather, and if I'm going to work, I may look and see what podcast has been uploaded. <laughs> yeah, uh, and, and it's so if you have come to a point where you didn't get as much done as you were hoping you were going to get done. How does that affect the way that you're going to handle that day? Um, well, like right now I'm reading through, I mean, Ezekiel this year is, uh, if you're, if those who follow the, the bread program through the United Pentecostal church, it is a chronological Bible reading. And I'm probably about two weeks ahead yeah. In the in the program. I'm in Ezekiel. And there's been some this week it's been kind of like, whew, it's been tough. You know, trying to finish it up. Because I'll read I'll read and do that in the morning before I go to work. So if I don't I make sure I'll leave, I'll read at least a couple chapters a day. So mm -hmm. but if I don't get finished with that day, I've learned to not let myself I don't beat myself up with it. But before the week is over, um, I will make sure that I pick up any chapter I missed and, and get it done. And if I'm ahead two weeks, it doesn't bother me as bad. I just make sure I read every day. Yeah, it's it's easier when you're ahead than when you're behind. Yeah. Now, if I'm behind, uh, I hadn't done it in a long time. But if I'm behind, then I will get caught up. Like if I'm like now, I like I can't envision it because it's been so long since I've done it. But if I was to be behind, I would actually sit down. I'd find time somewhere. I don't generally try to read on my phone no more. I used to read on my phone anymore. I, I try to use my Bible. And um, I, I change up my versions. I don't use the same one. Second year wrote I read from the, uh, the ESV, the English Standard Version, which I like pretty good. But... Um, I just make sure I get called up. Yeah. Um, but I had something in my head I was about to say, but I completely forgot. Anyway, um, there it is a case that there's some of this stuff that's uh, complicated sometimes, as you said, because you can get behind. It is possible, if you're not used to it, that you're going to. Uh, so, what is some ways that this has changed your perspective on uh, on just how you do things, period? Do you mean as far as reading or as far as... I, well, you talked about reading, and I know some of that has shifted, just not just reading your Bible, but just reading, period, over the course of the past few years. Oh, yeah. I mean, absolutely. It's changed... Uh, it changed my viewpoint of reading period um i don't know how many preachers listen to this but if a preacher 
isn't reading, then their preach out, preaching will not be, it'll be, let me say it this way, it'll be more shallow because it has broadened my spectrum of, because I don't just read my Bible now, I read other stuff. I read not everything Christian related or, you know, something yeah. like that, Christian or something of that nature, but now that I, it's, it's made me want to read more. And one thing that, I think one thing that made a difference in my Bible reading too is um, several years ago when Brother Anthony Mangan preached a series um, about the tabernacle plan. Uh -huh. And when he preached that series, it's something his dad, G.A. Mangan, had uh, taught him about a way to pray. And uh, it's really good. And at that time, they had the podcast, and he had every one of the sermons on their podcast. You can't find it no more on the internet, as far as I know. They may have, may, they may sell it at their the bookstore. But I I download them all. I have them all on my computer. I have them on, on my external drives. But his one when he preached on the labor, and in those who knows how the tabernacle plan of the prayer, you you know, you enter the gates and courts of praise and thanksgiving. Then you go to the... Uh, the um the altar and that's where you repent and then the next place you go to is the laver and that's where you wash your hands after you've uh, repented you wash your hands you know after they do the sacrifice they wash their hands and he used that as a type of the word of god because down at the uh, on the inside of the laver when you washed your hands it was a mirror so it would you'd see yourself you'd see reflection in it so he used it as a type of reading the word of God that washes you and cleanses you. So I have found a love with reading it daily that I feel like it washes me every day. Yeah. I feel like it becomes a part of, you know, as us being apostolic, we believe in being born again. Repentance in Jesus' name. Um, repentance being baptized in Jesus' name and the infilling of the Holy Ghost. Well, I believe that you can do that daily. You can go through that process of being born again by repenting daily. Of course, we can't get baptized. We don't need to get baptized every day no. in the name of Jesus physically. But every day we can baptize ourselves with the word of God. It will wash us clean. And then, of course, every day we can speak in tongues. But I think that's what it done. It's made, it may be realize that every day when I read the word of God, it washes me, it cleanses me. And even on them days when I'm reading Leviticus or some Ezekiel or parts of it, it's just hard to read. What I realize is that is part of my daily washing my life, yeah. getting me clean. And it's something that I sometimes feel like we forget is that when you're reading the Bible, it is literally the words of God. It is. And it's, I, I mean, I know there are people out there who talked about, the, uh, there, there's a book that recently come out um, from some uh, popular conservative Jewish scholar, and he's writing uh, like commentaries on the Old Testament and uh, they recently, I listened to an interview where he was talking about his book that he did on Leviticus, and someone was talking about 
how it really changed, shifted his perspective when he read that about the the passage about not c cooking the mother's milk the with the milk and all that yeah. and it's that there's something so much deeper there and it means something so special to the Jewish people and all this and it's like but not all of us are going to know not all of us are reading all those things and it, yeah. uh, it's it's hard and but all of it, it is important and, and honestly that's why you know <laughs> yeah i push reading your bible every day but also think it's so important not to just read the checklist but to read it to get to know the author i read an illustration years ago this guy picked a book up and he read it and when he got done reading the book he said that book was horrible i just <laughs> didn't like it at all it, it was just terrible several years later he got married and then one day he happened to notice that the initials the first two initials and last name was on that book was the same as the lady that he married. And he said something to her. He said, I, I read a book one time that has your initials and your maiden name. And she said, oh, yes, I wrote that book. Then he went back and he read the book once again. And this time he proclaimed it as the best book that he had ever read. And the difference was, and the illustration was that he got to know the author. Yeah. And that's something you're talking about with the atheists reading the Bible. Well, they're reading it trying to find a way to try to prove it wrong. To prove it wrong or prove against somebody. And what we need to do is we read the word of God is to let it wash over our lives, change our lives, help us get to know him because we know him. John 1 and 1, it began with the word and the word was with God and the word was God. The word of God, when you pick it up and people say, I just want to get a word from God and they ain't picked their Bible up and read it in weeks. You don't want a word from God. No. You want a preacher to tell you something good to make you feel better because the mm -hmm. word from God don't always make you feel better. And and it's the thing, I you know, I can't name all the meals that's been cooked for me down through the years, but what I do know, you've heard that illustration, you yeah. know, that I do know that that stuff that I've, the meals that I've eaten, I know they have sustained me. And that's what the word of God does. It, it sustains you. It's our bread. It washes us it helps us be clean so uh there is something i have uh, i've thought of it's a story i've heard you tell quite a bit you tell the story about how you introduced doug to yes to this my my boss when i'm he has been working the same place for 31 years next month be 31 years at a machine shop in Madisonville. And my boss, the owner of the company, name is Doug Lasia. Um, I don't even know how it came about, but one day I was talking about, we got to talking about the Bible. He talked to me about the Bible a lot. He knew as a preacher and such. And he, and one day he says about reading the Bible and he's always telling me stuff. And I, I said, yeah, I'm Sunday school superintendent. And I've started uh, promoting this Bible reading program. He said, really? And I told him about the chart, and I took it to him. He wanted it. Matter of fact, he still has this very same original chart that I give him. It's what he uses every year, yeah. which is, you know, if you're familiar with the Bible reading, it jumps around all the time. But that particular one I give him, it starts at Genesis and goes all the way through the Revelation. And every year since then, he has been using that to read through. And even now, every, I think one day last week, he said, well, I'm about a week behind. 
<laughs> and I hear him say that stuff a lot, but and he, then he'll tell me, he'll say, and he'll just say the same thing that, um, that I've said here. He said, I know that the way to keep up is I've got to read every day. And I think that if I, you know, if I get behind, I'll just try to catch up on the weekend. I can't hardly do it. If I'm not mistaken, I think it, this year when he finishes Bible, he's going to have read it 19 years in a row. And so, you know, he's a smart guy. He goes to another denomination church, so he's a really smart guy. But he reads the Bible through it. And what he told me, he said, I'm, he said, I was thinking, I'm going to read through my Bible. He said, I was thinking, somebody said something about the lost books of the Bible. Mm -hmm. And he said, uh, I was thinking about picking them up and reading it. And then I heard you talking about that Bible reading program. And I thought, you know what? Why am I going to read the lost books of the Bible when I've never read the Bible? <laughs> so that's one reason he started reading it. Yeah. And um, so it's something that I still notice to this day. Just walk through there, walk through the office, and I'll see the coffee mug. That little yep. reminder of they don't even, he, they don't have them coffee mugs anymore. I wish they did. Yeah, I have seen him drop that thing and not break, and he's talked about it. <laughs> I know, maybe I think God's got protection on it just to help him remember. <laughs> yeah, the commemorative yeah. mug, and yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's just so interesting how uh, this concept and, and it kind of it all keeps bringing me back to that quote about that vote for who you want to be. And, yeah. and I think that's so important is that concept of James Clear. Every action you take is a vote for the type of person you wish to be. And and something that, at least to me, that I've always that I've always associated because of this very thing we're talking about is that in my head I've always associated when I think of this topic, my first thought was, You're the person to talk to about this because yeah. I know you've pushed this so much. And every year at our church, ever since you have been pastor, I remember you pushing. Okay, I've got these little things. You need help reading? I've got these little slips of paper. And, and just that those little slips of paper. And it, it's so much simpler than the highly complicated, uh, many little minutia about the Bible quizzing stuff I was talking about last week. Yeah. This is just one little slip of paper that you compare with any translation of the Bible, any app, totally free apps on the App Store. It's perfectly accessible. And it's one of the most powerful things in the world. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. You, now then, the, the Uversion Bible app, it has so many different reading programs on there. You can click on them, chronological, straight through, and there's a lot of them that has, you're talking about the, when you get in those hard places, there's some of them that has, every day you read a, a, a Psalms, and there's some of them you read chapter two in the Old Testament, and then a chapter in the New Testament. So it breaks it up. Uh, Cheryl here all back was a wife, Cheryl. She was struggling reading through Ezekiel, and she's like, I mean, she's like two months ahead because she got done early last year, so she started early. Mm -hmm. So she's like, I'm struggling to get through Ezekiel. I really, I feel like I need something more than Ezekiel right now. I said, jump to something else, honey. You're, you're a month ahead, two months, whatever it is. So you don't got to be married to that thing. The idea is you read every day. You want to read something that's going to speak to you. So that's what she's done. She jumped ahead and and she's been reading. I think she's that's made a difference so yeah in something i heard and i heard several people when i went on the ayc trip uh brother brown talked to us about okay you should read your bible every day you want something real simple read matthew acts and proverbs one chapter a day there's about 31 chapters in every one of them it, about any month any month of the year just 
here's your Bible reading plan. Look at the date, read that chapter in those three books yeah. of the Bible. And that those are stories, simple poetry, and it's so much in it, it's you don't necessarily have to read through your Bible no, to read you your don't. Bible every Just, day. My, and that's what I've, I've said a lot. I, I know it's simple that helps you, so that's why I pushed it. And I mean, it's a commitment that I made, and I would not absolutely condemn anybody to hell that don't read their Bible through every year. Yeah. But I will definitely, definitely say, if you do not read your Bible every day, then you will struggle more. You will yeah. have a harder time. And if you're struggling in something, uh, reading it, like you said, Proverbs, that's a really good one. You can read, there's 31 chapters in Proverbs. Read a, ch a chapter of Proverbs every day. Read the Psalms every day. Just, just read the Bible every day. And um, it'll make such a big difference in your world. You got the Sunday school song. Read your Bible and pray every day and you'll grow, grow, grow. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and and it, I, I think of, and for me, I... I, to me, I always, because of the fact I was involved in Bible quizzing, I keep jumping back to some of these verses that I remember from our first year of Bible quizzing, which is, uh, I've got pulled up right here, Joshua 1 and 8. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but sh you shall meditate therein day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that's written therein, for then you will make your way prosperous, and you will have good success. I think of um, these words which I have commanded thee this day shall be in thine heart, and you shall teach them diligently to your children. You will talk of them when you walk by the way, when you lie down, when you rise up. And it's that's the verses where we get here, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And it's saying, talk about them every day. Talk about them when you sit down, when you rise up. And it needs to be constantly, this is our thing. <laughs> and here's the, here's the thing with the word of God is we are having a very, very offended generation right now. Mm -hmm. And that's what he was thinking. That made me think about it. Uh, the Bible quiz and verses. Um, it's probably amongst one of my favorite verses. I, I don't know if I have one favorite verse, but it'd be amongst my top five probably. And it's Psalm 119, 165. Great peace have they which love thy law and nothing shall offend them. I'm yeah. convinced that if we can fall in love with God's word and read it every day, um, that it will cut down the offenses in our life because we realize through reading the word of God from Genesis to Revelation, it is a revelation of Jesus trying to bring his people back to him. That's the whole purpose of the Bible. It's to bring people back in fellowship with him that was broken in, in the Garden of Eden because someone allow someone else to twist the word of God. Yeah. And that's where sin came into this world. And since that time, God has been trying to bring men back into fellowship. And the devil knows the Bible better than any of us. Yeah. He's, he's had it quoted to him many times. He knows the word of God better than any of us. And you don't think that he'll do what he did in the book of Genesis and twist the word up on us. He absolutely will. So we've got another word of God. And beyond that, you read in the book of Revelation that when he, it says that he opens the book of life and then he opens the book to judge us out of it. Yeah. The book he's talking about is the Bible. If I'm going to be judged out of something, 
I want to know what it says. So make sure that that I'm reading. And it, you know, you're just asking earlier about what it's done. What it's made me realize is we live in a generation that doesn't seem to have a conscience. And their conscience is built on something they've seen on TikTok or something they've seen on social media. You said it earlier. You don't know nothing about Harry Potter, but what you do is what you've seen on. I've seen other people's opinions. For example, you yeah. know. I, I, I've seen other people's opinions about yes. it. I've seen memes. and mm-hmm. Christian meme pages are not the place to build your opinion on the Bible. And, and here's the thing. <laughs> How many people have said, quoted, John, not John, I'm sorry, Matthew 7 and 1, judge not. That's all they get out of there. Judge not. Two words out of an, in, it's an incomplete verse, two, and an incomplete chapter. Two, two verses out of the last part of the Sermon on the Mount, which is Matthew 5, 6, and 7. And they don't read the rest of it. It was judge not lest you be judged by the same judgment. He's not telling you not to judge. He said, look, if you're going to judge, you're going to be judged by the same judgment. And as Brother White says, then he, Jesus goes on to give you seven different ways on how to righteously judge people. Yeah. And if I, you know, talking about the word of God, I want anybody that's out there, if you're going to judge me, open up the word of God and judge me with it. Yeah. Because if you can judge me with the word of God now, I can do something about it. But in the end time, when he opens up the book of life and then he opens up the word of God and he begins to judge me out of it, there's nothing I can do about it. So that's one reason I've committed that I'm going to read the word of God every day because it becomes my conscience. And when I can't think for myself, and everybody else may not be like this, sometimes I get stupid. I want to. I'm thinking dumb things. I go back to my original conscience, which is taken from the Word of God, and the Word says, "Now, hang on a second. The Word mixed with the Spirit of God inside of me says, you know, you remember that Scripture. That's why Jesus said, you know, the Holy Ghost is going to bring remembrance of what I said. He was the walking Word, so the Holy Ghost brings the Word back to our lives." To remind us, you know, as a, as a child of God, you don't act like that. The word of God is to be your conscience. And that's why David said, thou word about hidden my heart, that I might not sin against you. So, yeah, it's more, it, to me, it's more than just reading through every year. It's building my conscience every year to make sure that I don't sin against God and that I do things right. And I make heaven. Thou word have I hidden my heart. Yeah. That I might not sin against thee. Study to show thyself approved. A workman that need not be ashamed. <laughs> you can go to Psalms 119 and read through it, and you'll find all kinds of examples. But I, I heard someone, I don't remember where I heard it, but it is true because I've read the chapter. Every verse of Psalm 119 includes some word, some version of the word that it's meaning. The Bible. <laughs> yeah. One verse might say the law. Another verse might say scripture. Another verse might say the word. But it's it's every single verse says something about the word of God. That's the word is a lamp into my feet and a light into my path. And it's all about here is why this is important. Here's why it matters. Um, and, and honestly, Psalms is as much pushing the importance of it as anywhere else you, yeah. you find so many things in Psalms about the importance of knowing the word. And honestly, one thing you said earlier, uh, kind of ties back to it in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. 
the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Yes. And we beheld. It is the living embodiment of who He is. Yes. And, and that's why it is so important to know the Word of God. Yes. And uh, that's that's kind of the gist of it there is. Yeah. If we want to make sure we know Him, you may have trouble breaking through in prayer every day. Uh, but, you know, you go back to what I said just about, I, I don't know that I can have an opinion on some of the stuff with the Harry Potter books. But I have a very definite opinion about the fact that the Left Behind movies are not as good as the Left Behind books because I've read every single book that uh, they yeah. had in that series, including prequels and sequels. I've read or listened to them. And I yeah. read. <laughs> and, and it's like they, they met, the movies messed it up. So I know when they misrepresent the stuff that's in the book, and therefore I'm able to know, because I read it, I know if they're misrepresenting something. Mm -hmm. And this is so important with the Word of God, is we hear so many things out there these days, people saying, oh, Jesus, Jesus was non-binary. That's not in the book. Oh. Uh, Jesus, uh, Jesus actually said it's good to be gay. No, he didn't. It's not no, in the book. It's not in the book. Jesus said that, uh, you know, actually, uh, if you if you read it, it there, there, there's actually no verse that talks about this issue. Yeah, there is. Yeah. <laughs> in the New Testament there, and it, the Old Testament. From from Genesis to Revelation, you'll find something in there about everything. You may not call it out, but it'll give you a principle. Yeah, uh, I I kind of messed with someone recently when I said that, there's no verse that says, thou shalt not watch porn. The principles are there, but you have to read it to find the yeah, principles. Absolutely. It says precept upon precept, line upon line. Some stuff you have to dig out, but if you'll read the book. And that's something um, <clears throat> on, the pod, on my last podcast, I talked about principles. And what a lot of people do with the Bible is they just want to get in there and find the goody good stuff. This stuff that's yeah. going to make me feel good. And I found a blog when I was doing some research for my podcast that said it, that a lot of people just want to know the, the um, Jesus. I'm trying to think exactly how they put it. If I didn't pull it up, I'm not going to do it. But like the exact words of Jesus? They, they the words that are attributed to Jesus, basically. Yeah. The red letters. <laughs> They they just want to know Jesus for the salvation purpose of it, but but not for the principles. Yeah, and it, there's more to Jesus than just offering us salvation. There's more to it because he also gives us principles for life. And when you read the Bible, you apply the Bible, you find the principle. You find that. Um, there's principles in there that tell you about everything in life. It tells you about your money. It tells you about um, how to deal with people and how to deal with stuff. It, it's all right there. So, yeah, I, I actually read this quote and I just thought of it. Uh, I shared it on Facebook uh, yesterday. Ben Shapiro posted and said, many people believe the fifth grade version of religion they were taught that. and refuse to seek a deeper, more sophisticated understanding. 
As a result, their questions about faith in God go unanswered, or they abandon religion entirely. I preached uh, last week, maybe, yeah. about Jonah, and I talked about the VeggieTales version. Version, and, and I, I said this. I said they make Jonah honestly look better in that movie than he looks in the book. But if uh, I, I read this uh, book for Sunday school teachers at one point, and they said. If you ask most kids, they might assume that Jonah was green and skinny and sounded a lot like Phil Vischer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that's where we come with our idea. If we don't actually look at it, you're never you're never going to grow up. <laughs> yeah. I went and found what I was, I was talking about. Is yeah. The purpose of Jesus are the, the principles of Jesus. So, And that's, you know, it's the thing. You don't know unless you read the book and... and Dig it out for yourself and realize that there there is a God that <clears throat> that will bring the Word of God alive to you in your life. Yeah, and, and if you have <coughs> issues with some of this stuff, uh, there's a podcast that I did on my other podcast, Peculiar. It's an interview with a young man named Joshua Pearson, who I went to camp with back in the day. He's very <laughs> passionate about the topic of apologetics, about proving why the Bible is true. Go check out some of the YouTube videos and stuff that's linked in that, and it will bring some of this stuff more alive to you. And it's it's really helpful to, you know, just if you want to know why and where to look and how to study some of this out, there's some very helpful things attached there. There's some great people online, but you do need to make sure who your sources are. Oh, absolutely. And that's why I said read the book, and then you'll know what's right and what's wrong about the book to some degree. And, Get a pastor in your life to help you explain it and find someone who you can trust to help you out. And uh, maybe even do what I'm going to be talking about next week. Get a Bible study. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and it would really help put some stuff in the right perspective. So anyway, I, I think that's pretty much, I think that covers it pretty well. This is the why. This is the how. This is the what. I think we've covered pretty much all of it. Why should we do this? Because it'll grow us and make us more like him. How do we do it? Just make sure you read it every day. Yeah. And and just what is it? It's just reading it. Period. That's that's what's going to change. Uh, and, of course, study it. Of course, try to figure out some answers. And if you have a question, what should you do? Um, well, pray about it. Absolutely. But... Find somebody that you know that uh, knows the Word of God and get them to help you. I, I think the, the simple answer is if you have a question, yeah. ask it. <laughs> ask. That's what I've always done. And, and I'd recommend don't ask a random subreddit somewhere. <laughs> don't don't ask a random online blog. Don't, to be honest, don't post it on social media and say, hey, what do you think about this verse? Yeah. Because find some real you'll, sources. You'll find everyone. In the world has a million different ideas. Find some real sources that I help you with it. Yeah. So, do you have any final thoughts on this that you would just like to share? Um, I want to. Well, I want to share this, but it's it's not my thoughts. This is something Raymond Woodward said. That's a good source. <laughs> and Raymond Woodward is when it comes to the Word of God is one of the best. And he he said this. He said we need soap every day. Yeah. Hopefully you use soap every day. <laughs> and um, I, I do believe I've heard him say that a few times. <laughs> he said 
<laughs> he says this, use soap as a personal devotion uh, way of using personal devotion as an acronym. Scripture, read it. Observation, observe what you read. Application, apply it to your life. Prayer, pray about it. So every day, if we would take the scripture, we'd observe the scripture, we'd apply the scripture, and then we'd pray about it. It would make a difference in our life. And, the, you know, you read it a second ago, Psalms 119.11, but if you back up two verses, David said, we assume it was David, um, in the word of God, Psalms 119, 9 through 11 says, Wherewith shall a young man cleanse his way by taking heed thereunto according to thy word? Mm. With thy whole heart have I sought thee. Oh, let me not wander from thy commandments. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. I can say anything of final words when it comes to the word of God. Truly, my, my biggest opinion is that it washes you clean. It lets you see yourself as who you really are. It is like that labor that you would wash your hands in in the tabernacle. The Bible talks about the word washing you, but it's like a mirror. You see it and you, it reveals to you who you really are. And then we have to make the choice of, well, am I going to walk around the rest of the day looking like this or am I going to let the Lord fix me because he's let the word show me what I need in my life. So, yeah. I think with that, we can probably wrap this up. I'll talk to you guys again next week. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you liked this episode, you should share this episode. You should rate this podcast, review this podcast, put it out into the rest of the world. And um, we talked about how habits are important. We talked about how you should establish a habit. And, you know, honestly, I, I think a good habit to start is a habit I've seen a few people do here recently, and that is uh, sharing this podcast. Get it out there in the world and let people hear the message being proclaimed. I, I mean, I personally think the words shared in this episode are. Are, are very important for more and more people to hear. And uh, I mean, it was directly said, if you're a preacher, you need to hear this. So uh, if you aren't a preacher and you know a preacher who should hear this, uh, send it to them and let them hear the importance of the Word of God. And if you're not a preacher, you need to hear the Word of God. So send this to someone who needs to hear more about the Word of God and apply this habit into their daily lives to become more and more like Jesus every day. Thank you for listening and be back next week as we finish up this little mini series talking about the word of God.